only our loyalty and worship to God can really secure us. I, I never knew that that would, that would be a possibility where everything could just be stopped. But that showed me, it was almost like a test run that day. Michelle, st stop playing. Like <laughs> These things that you're reading will okay, happen. I start, Ira's a bit more a profesh in the gym. Oh, don't me. say I'm a profesh. No, well, you are. What were you doing when I called you this morning? I mean, I was at the gym, but I love... So what is our warm-up as Christians? The Bible's already told us. They said, seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. So there is no more time for you to dilly-dally with your faith, okay? You need to make a decision now. Hi, Hi everyone. everyone. You're tuned into Virtuous. Virtuous. I'm here live and direct with Michelle. And I'm here with Ira. And happy Friday. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning back in with us. Yes. Can you imagine what episode 11? 11. Mm. Nuts. Very. But before we start. Let's say a word of prayer for our listeners. Go for it. So as we close the week, I pray that you may remain in God's presence in whatever you are doing, whether you're fellowship with your friends and family, whether you're going to church. May God be the center of everything that you get up to this weekend. Amen. Amen. I'm ready and excited to go into the weekend now with that prayer. Thank there we you. Go. God How is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> How was your virtuous challenge, by the way? Our challenge was essentially to increase and, and do some reading and learn more and study. How okay. was it? So I had, it wasn't really a new one, but basically about 10 years ago, maybe. Uh, I have a friend and we started reading the Old Testament, like just would, similar to what we used to do, actually. You know, when we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, oh, John, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we went back to reading Samuel. I, oh. I went back to reading First Samuel. That's where I started. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was actually so good. So I read. Uh, I didn't read the whole book mm. because we've had like five days in between. Yeah. Uh, but I'm in my journey of reading First Samuel. But do you know what? There is this um, Instagram group of it's called Zeus and um, well Zimbabwean youth. And guess what Bible they're also studying. For First Samuel. Samuel. No, why I say oh my <laughs> why I was so excited to say oh my goodness was uh -huh. because bro li literally what I studied this week too. No way. No word of a lie. Why didn't like, we do it together? Huh? I know. Why didn't we Let's continue. I, Let's continue doing it together. I'm very excited because I literally wrote here in my notes First Samuel and how I have been so Why did we pick that? Isn't hmm. that crazy? What has God what's God doing, please? I know. Hmm. But maybe we need to proper study it. So let's let's it's not coincidence. It's not coincidence. Let's pick it up and maybe I'll see if I can send you the Zoom so that you can you can join if you oh, like. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. it's actually a Zoom thing. That yeah, you... it's a Zoom. I think they do it every Thursday. I'm very excited about this because I've never really studied David and Saul's story. Or, really? Yeah, like I've never really read First Samuel before. And mm -hmm. it just so happened that it was the same this week was uh, studying First Samuel in my Bible in a year plan. Right. And so I... I don't know if it's coincidental because you you saying that other people around you are also studying for yeah. Samuel, but I just enjoyed that story so much. My brother was in my bedroom and um, he was there for a while, just scrolling his Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, Skeen, he's here. I'm really enjoying reading First Samuel. Let me ask him, you know, shall we study together? Aww. So I was like, yo, bruv, First Samuel is lit. Let's study together. It's about Samuel, King Saul, David, you know, mm -hmm. it's actually a vibe. And he's like, 
no, I'm going to my room. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get rid of him because he's been there for a few hours. But still, I highly recommend reading it. It's yeah. such a good book. It's, it's really good. It I, should be a movie if it's not already. I don't think it. Uh, no, let's not make it a movie. They'll they will Hollywood it. Yeah, but yeah. still, it is a it, <laughs> yeah, it's a good story. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's cool. Okay, we'll we'll study it together. Yeah, let's pick it up. Let's. But this week we're covering the title of this week's lesson is called "The Seal of God and Mark of the Beast," Part One. Mm. So much information they had to split it in two. Yeah, exactly. Part one and part two. Mm. So it covers, I think it introduces us again, reminding us of what we've been studying this quarter, just generally the three angels message, um, centralizing around this war between good and evil. Mm -hmm. And then it talks about how this war between good and evil is underpinned by three kind of themes almost, or, or just three elements, which is essentially loyalty, authority, and worship. Mm -hmm. And we've been covering that throughout this this quarter in the sense that we've obviously been talking about um good versus evil that was our first episode right yeah and and we even talked about the sabbath and that's in relation to worship mm -hmm. and so there's many things uh throughout the last few weeks that we've been covering and it it leads us to basically this mark of the beast that we're we're learning about this this week this lesson and and how the mark of the beast is pretty much, again, totally linked with this three concepts of loyalty, authority, and worship. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, recently, right, me and Michelle went to an event. <laughs> it was a bank holiday weekend, so we went to an event. And as we enter into the event... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think. I was thinking, what she's laughing we because to? we spent about two minutes in the event and we left. But yeah. in any case, right, um, you have to show them your ticket. And when you show them your ticket, they they either you know with these events they either mark you with a little stamp on your hand or um, what do you call those things like tickets that you, the wristband wristband exactly yeah. that's what that's what I was looking for. Thank you. So they obviously have to mark you in to say, hey, these girls have bought their tickets. And on top of that, this is the kind of package. And, you know, sometimes mm. you have bronze, silver, gold tickets to go in. Mm -hmm. So obviously me and, myself, um, me and Michelle, we find ourselves going up there. It wasn't the vibe we were interested in. But nevertheless, the point being that we were marked to say, these girls are cool. They bought a ticket. They're ready to go. Because, you know, there were a few times when we popped in and out of that venue. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way, um, basically the lesson for this week is telling us that we are going to be receiving a mark, right? Mm -hmm. And we are going to be separated as we've read time and time again in the Bible for followers of God and those who aren't following God. Mm. Um, Revelation 7 verse 3 says, don't harm the land, sea or trees before we mark the foreheads of those who serve God. And that's basically what we what we will be delving into today and only our loyalty and worship to god can really secure secure us in god and that will make sure that we don't receive that mark of the beast that we're talking about so 100% mish so just following on from exactly what you've just said let's go into sunday and i think sunday's topic is steadfast endurance now when i was reading this i focused on the word endurance so as you know i've started going to the gym now yes yes 
like let's hope I enjoy, uh, you know I'm consistent enjoy. I enjoy it <laughs> but when I was reading this I was like oh like I know c- certain people do like endurance training have you ever done endurance training? Because, okay, before I start, Ira is a bit more a profesh in the gym oh, than me. Oh, don't say I'm a profesh. No, well, you are. But, what were you doing when I called you this morning? I mean, I was at the gym, but I love just, yeah. Anyway, you yeah. go on. So, I I wanted to ask you, have you ever done endurance training, Ira? Oh, uh, I have done endurance training. Uh, a few of my, like, basically, I don't like endurance training. Huh. I wouldn't put myself through it. But I know I've had a few PTs, personal trainers, who mm-hmm. who know the importance of doing endurance training for you to actually have a good workout fitness regime. Yeah. Generally. Mm-hmm. So they would put me through that. Obviously, I'm paying these people to make sure I work out real good, right? Mm-hmm. And keep my fitness levels up. So they would put me through that training. But best believe if I'm going to the gym by myself, right now I don't have a PT. I'm not putting myself through endurance training. It's hard work. <laughs> it is hard work and it's a lot of effort so i started kind of googling kind of the what makes up endurance training and obviously you're a gym babe so you can tell me whether it's right or wrong yeah Yeah. so one of the things that they said you need to do is to always stay hydrated that it's really important for you to stay hydrated because if not you might have like muscle cramps or muscle fatigue so it's important for you to keep your water levels up Pretty much, yeah. I yeah. don't want to be passing out. I need to stay hydrated. Exactly. Yeah. So I liken this to the endurance training that we are currently going through with Christ. Mm. Because this is a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon that we're all kind of experiencing right now, just with our Christianity, yeah. with, our, with our lives of Christ. Absolutely. And I was like, "Who who's going to keep us hydrated? And I remembered that you like where I'm going I with this. You that. like where I'm going who's with gonna this. Keep us hydrated, who's going to keep please. us hydrated? And none other than Jesus, because he's already told us well, that, that he is the beautiful. living water. Oh, beautiful. I knew you'd like that. Yeah. Now, I know that even now I'm having to keep my water intake up every day, like as in, if I don't, my body tells me that you haven't had enough water. Like, yeah. literally, I can feel that I don't. Yeah, you get Similarly, in that. Yeah. we need to be like that with Jesus. You need to have your daily intake of Jesus every single day. Um, so that, you know, because if you don't have it, your faith might experience the same way without water, you might experience muscle cramps or fatigue. Your faith might also experience uh faith cramps or faith fatigue wow. if you don't keep up with your water levels that or if so, you don't keep up with jesus so beautiful i see that smile on your face and i tell you what though some people don't listen to when their body is telling them mm. you're, you're lacking in water you mm. know like as soon as you get a headache you're feeling a bit weak and whatever some people don't actually drink that water yeah and that's even more detrimental to their fitness their health their current state mm. likewise listen listen to when you're um i think being told spiritually i need christ i'm thirsty spiritually and Mm. you're lacking get that hydration from the living water that is christ as michelle said wow i enjoyed that that. one well done well i'm not done yet (laughs) (laughs) so second thing that they said that every time you're about to start you always need to start with a dynamic warm-up like you you can't just go straight into it oh no yeah Yeah, you have to warm up Uh every single time you exercise you need to warm up yeah before you do anything else you need to warm up yeah so what is our warm-up as christians the bible's already told us they said seek you first the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added unto you so mm. even when i'm going to work my warm-up is seek seeking god first that's it if i'm about to make a big decision my warm-up is seek you first so i i 
I like this because when you start working out, you know that you need to do this automatically. Like now, before when I went with Kim, I would like try to get on a machine and she'll be like, girl, what are you doing? You need to stretch. You need to warm up. And I, you know, you know, when you're doing the warm ups, or you look, you feel silly, like you genuinely <laughs> yeah. feel silly. But now I'm in there and I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go. Like warm up, straight mm. on the cross trainer, go straight. It's almost second nature now. And so when you get into the habit of seeking God first, like it might seem weird at first. Like, why am I praying about this? I can just make the decision. Mm. It might seem weird, but once you get into the habit of just doing it, you build up almost, it, it becomes a, a normal thing for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing they said is it's okay. I know we're on a time limit. Next thing they said is it's important for you to wear proper footwear. Okay. So I was like, okay, what footwear do we need to wear as Christians? Ooh. And I thought about the armor of God, which is found in Ephesians 6, right? You know about the armor of God. Yes. Um, and I just, I really enjoyed kind of comparing the two and I, I'm going to carry on doing it. I haven't found any other more uh, things that you need to do for strength training. I think the other <laughs> things that they said was like eating healthy, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which makes sense. Um, but I was like, when I was reading, I was like, okay, now I can see kind of, why they said we need to build that endurance in our Christian walk, in our Christian life. Because eventually, once you start doing this, it becomes habit. And that's how you build your endurance. Now, we know we are running a race or we're, we're, we're in this marathon. And I think sometimes we always think, it's okay, I'm going to put it off. I'll do it later. Like, there is no time. I was listening to a sermon yesterday, actually, at Luton Central. It wasn't a sermon. I think it was a prayer. And, you know, um, Elder Errol? Mm. He said, um, we, there's no more time for you to dilly-dally with your faith, okay? Oh, yeah. You need to make a decision now. And I think for a long time, I used to be like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm, go I'm such a procrastinator sometimes. I'm going to. But this lesson study was showing us that there is no time for you to think I'm going to or I still have time. We are running out of time and it's so important for us to get right with the Lord now whilst you have the time to do so. As Thames said it, Time is of the essence. <laughs> I see your face. Um, and, and so Sunday as well. Thank you for that, Michelle. First and foremost, that was beautiful. I don't even feel like we need to carry on because you shut it down. But thank you for that. Um, another thing that I want to remind us of that we read in Sunday about steadfast endurance is just really p plain and simple. The three angels message. Mm -hmm. um, first angel basically said in Revelation 14 verse 7, right? Fear God. It's a call to worship, essentially. Yep. Fear God, give him glory. Um, the second angel in Revelation 14 verse 8 says... Um, it's basically a warning about a false Babylon. religion system. Babylon has mm -hmm. fallen. And, you know, we, we I think lesson eight is when we covered that. And the third angel's message uh, kind of warns us against worshipping the beast. That's Revelation 14, um, verse 9 to 10. And it mentions receive, um, basically that you'll receive a mark on your forehead or hand. And these people kind of end up drinking the, the wine of, the wrath of God, mm. ultimately. So that's kind of the three angels' message. Again, just to recap, it's angel number one, call to worship. Angel number two, a warning about a false religious system. And angel number three, it's just a warning against worshipping the beast. Yeah. So when we go on to study Monday, Monday's lesson is entitled The, Cos the Cosmic Struggle. Mm. 
I think they opened it up by talking about uh, Jesus and the cross. Um, and I also used to think this, you know, when um, Jesus is just about to die and he says, my Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? Mm. And I always feel very sad when I read that. No, it is because, heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. Um, and what did, what did you think about, about Monday's lesson? Well, it made me think about how, um, obviously, like you said, it talks about Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. And um, all, all, well, I, rem- I was reminded of the situation that happened to me where my my car was mashed up. I didn't treat it very well. My first ever car, Fiat 500, I mm-hmm. did not take care of my car. I take it to, um, <laughs> I didn't know that I had to get an MOT for it, right? It was the first time that I really had a car. So my dad was trying to teach me everything. And um, he was like, right, I'm going to work. So you're going to need to get your car taken to do that MOT. But these are the instructions. He like listed out the instructions for me. And this is the address. Just go to this place. Mm. I had no expectation. I don't even know what they check on the MOT check. But um, I go and obviously my car fails. Mm. and um, I immediately ring my dad like dad oh my days I don't know what's going on I thought these were your brothers because obviously he goes to the same spot these men know my dad in it yeah um he's like they'll sort you out I was like they did not sort me out my car has been failed yeah I don't have the peas to fix this like what shall I do kind of thing and he he again instructed me and you know them ones when you have no I had no idea about cars to this day I'm still not very you know yeah I know I know that I need to put diesel and not petrol yeah you know yeah 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 so i still don't fully know all the technicalities of owning a car but he said do this this and this and say this and i was like half of these things i don't really get Mm -hmm. but i have no i have no choice now i have to trust him you know my dad and just go with what he's told me i half of the time i was just like yeah i don't know my this is what my dad told me so (laughs) yeah here you go and it all worked out in the end i was able to drive off out of that place with uh, a past MOT and my car was all good. They sorted it. I think it was like a tire puncture or something. I can't remember. It was so long a ago. A tire puncher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to pay extra for that, obviously, and stuff like that. But they, they you were driving with a tire puncher? Yes, girl. Wasn't your car making that? No, because at that time, that was what? Like 2014, 2013? So that was so long ago. It was normal. Huh? Okay, sorry. I'm disturbing you. Go on. I'm distracted. Yeah. So, yeah, I was able to drive out of that place and have my car sorted and got the MOT done. Mm. But that required of me, like the ability to trust in my dad, though I didn't know what he was going on about. I didn't even know what I needed to ask and get sorted in my car. That was an exercise for me. And so same way, I feel like having the faith, uh, we talked about this before in a Mm -hmm. a couple of episodes ago. It's not the faith of Jesus, it's not the faith in Jesus, but the faith of, of Jesus. Jesus yeah. And what is the kind of key difference between in and of? It's like when we were talking about the people in, I don't know, the people in the Caribbeans versus the people of the Caribbeans. Mm. You immediately get two different messages there. Yeah, right. you don't have to be Caribbean to be in. The exactly. Caribbean. There you yeah. go. Right. Um, so same way, it's not about being, having the faith in Jesus, but having the faith of Jesus. That similar kind of, um blind faith essentially mm-hmm. that you don't know where god is taking you you don't know what he's doing at this very moment but the point is that you you completely and entirely wholeheartedly trust in god yeah i like this because it also showed me that it's it's normal for me to to sometimes feel like god what like what's going on like 
what's going on? I don't understand why you're putting me through this. But do you know what? In, I know you're going to make a way regardless. And I, I thought that about this because I went to visit my friend a couple of weeks ago. She was telling me about, you know, when she suffered a loss, she was very angry at God. Mm. Um, same with me. When I when I lost my mom, I was very angry. I was mm. like, mm. why like, wh- why does everyone else get to keep their mom and I don't? Yeah. And I think, obviously, then I was younger, so it's difficult to understand. But as you grow, I think once you realize what your purpose is in life as well, like why we're on earth, wh- what, what you're here for, um, and having that faith of Jesus that you've just said, um, and wanting to live... Uh, that steadfast life and spread yeah. his word, spread his gospel, change the way that I, I do things or I see things, I view things um, and completely trust in God that even when I am suffering, I'm still able to be like, you know what, God, I, I, I have no idea what you're doing, but I'm going to be like Job in it. Like it mm. is what it is. I'm, I'm yeah. going to trust you regardless. I, I've got boils all over my body. Like, I don't know what your plan is for me, but you're gonna have to you're just gonna have to figure it out for myself i mean you're gonna have to figure it for me and all i need to do is trust in you and have that that faith of jesus in you amen i mean thank you for bringing up job because again he's another brother that just demonstrated an insane amount of faith and when we say faith of jesus i feel like sometimes it can be quite intimidating because you're like how can i have that same faith Mm. where i'm on the cross and things are looking better than bad Mm. And yet still trust in God because we go like, like you talked about Mish, we go through things in our lives that is really going to exercise and challenge our faith, put our, our love for God to the test really. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I actually really hold on to is, um, second Peter one versus kind of like from four onwards, four to eight, let's say where it talks about, um, this is the message version um, where it says, so don't lose a minute. Don't lose a minute on building what you've been given, complementing your basic faith with good character. In a different version, the ERV version, it says, do all that you can to add to your life, to mm. your faith and goodness. And so we might not have the faith of Jesus right now, but we have an opportunity to get there as long as we really put all all effort, all energy into seeking God and growing our faith. It's always what it's like what you always say. Um, you do your best and then God will do the rest. Yeah, that's there it. There you go. So so Tuesday's lesson is entitled The Ungodly Chain. This is when it's now going into kind of that, that end time prophecy that we always talk about, the mark of the beast, um, and actually showing us what that will look like. Because I think a lot of the times like, Sometimes when you read this, you don't believe that it's actually going. To, it's not that you don't believe it's actually going to happen, but you feel you can't like imagine it's, it. You can't imagine it because yeah. you think it's all the way in the future. Yeah. It, it's just like we live in England. Like we have human rights. Like what do you mean I won't be able to buy or sell? Like th- that's kind of what you always think of. But that's what it says. It says um, I'll read directly from the quarterly. It says the prophecy says the persecution will start with um, economic sanctions. No one can buy or sell unless they have the mark. When this happens, the immense majority will capitulate. Anyone, basically, anyone who refuses will eventually be placed under death decree, right? And I was like, I don't know. Whenever I was, when I read this, I was like, it, it's probably gonna happen, but it's not gonna happen in a long time. Like probably when I'm older. But I then remembered something that happened very, very recently because I used to be like, 
I'm sure I'll be able to buy and sell somewhere. I might, I might go to like you know, <laughs> the Asian community where I buy. Like sometimes I go to buy the my Asian community. Yeah, you know, like when you like yeah, the, the Asian yeah, shops. Yeah, 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 you can buy like your like the proper spinach yeah. instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. the spinach they sell me in Tesco's, for yeah. example. I'm gonna go to them. But then I remembered the pandemic. How scary was that? Literally, the whole world like stopped. Mm. Like I, I never knew that that would that would be a possibility where everything could just be stopped. But that showed me, it was almost like a test run that, Michelle, st- stop playing. Like mm. <laughs> these things that you're reading will happen and can happen. And we've already lived through one experience where literally the whole world was able to be stopped by a virus. Yeah. So it, it just highlighted to me um, that this is something that that's definitely going to happen and it can happen any day from now. Um but how do I prepare myself for this? Because as I said, whenever I'm reading Revelations, before we started this study, I think I was reading it in a way that I was almost scared. And I think this is why you're scared, because when someone tells you that, you know, you, you won't be able to buy yourself unless you have that mark. Um, and and it, it I don't know what that mark is going to look like. Right. I don't know. But no. I know it's in the Bible, so it's going to happen. Um, and so sometimes you think, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Um, but I also liked the reassurance that came with this study lesson in that those who follow the lamb. And I think we're going to go through it in probably Wednesday's lesson and yeah. Thursdays, but just focus on Tuesday on that ungodly chain that it, it, it is going to happen. And there will be some followers um, who who will go, you know, to the other side, but there will also be a few select people who will be steadfast in that endurance that we spoke about uh, and who will continue um, trusting in God. And I think that's why it's now important. Like um, I was, I was having this discussion earlier with you and Alex that like, I'm genuinely struggling because I feel like they sin all around me now. Like I, I can't, I can't, I can't run away from it. Like if I say I want to stop listening to circular music, for example, like it always lasts for like three, four, five days, maybe. And then I'll be like, okay, maybe I can listen to Afrobeats or maybe I can listen to my piano because it's only just instrumentals. And then I, I, I just end up going back into it because it's it's everywhere. And I literally at the beginning of this, I said to Alex, I just feel like I'm always running. And he said something to me that I think was was really, really good. He said, um, you're constantly trying to run away stop constantly trying to run away from sin because it's everywhere instead what you need to do is abide in Christ because then you don't have to run you're like on stable ground you're abiding in Christ um and you reminded me of a a verse in John 15 verse 4 which says abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me Mm. so I'm trying to do these things because of me it's like I'm trying to put in that effort but actually the effort should be going in me abiding in Christ and then he's going to take care of everything else. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think touching on your point there where we were initially scared about reading revelation and just generally people are quite scared to read revelation because it talks a lot about persecution. Right. Mm. Um, but as we have been warned and I think we see this kind of occurring time and time again within the Bible, but I'm going to read Matthew 10 verse 22 that says, and you will be hated for my name's sake. He who endures will be saved, you mm. know? Um, and to your point, we need to endure, right? That God's people, there will be a select few that is essentially marked to be God's people, those who follow the lamb. Yeah. And 
how do we make sure that we're in that side you know we're on that winning team mm. um but that that is a warning that we are going to be persecuted expect persecution uh, yes we it is scary it's a scary time of course no one enjoys persecution yeah um but at the same time we who are in christ there is no condemnation um for those who are in christ as it says and um persecution actually as we read in the bible is is really and truly designed to force us people to to conform to a certain set of beliefs and approved system of worship that isn't really approved in god's sight but it has been what's been approved here really mm-hmm. persecution is almost a tool to to force people to coerce people to um yeah make people do something that really isn't um in alignment with their fundamental beliefs and faith but because they are scared because they're scared of that persecution because they're scared of whatever um consequences might come to them they feel forced to do something they don't actually feel like doing mm. and, and so this this is kind of one of the key things that that we see when jesus is on the cross that he he's he's at the worst right the mm. the, the the worst thing i feel like this world has ever seen right the sacrifice that he had to pay and and all of that pain that he's experiencing when we're talking about that heartbreak that we feel when we read that and he's calling out to god um you see that kind of faith of jesus that we need to have that endurance that strength that we need to have in god so you know i pray that we all kind of reach that level of faith Mm-hmm. One thing that we need to do now is start exercising um, that spiritual endurance. Yeah. It's, it's little, little by little. Little by little. Going into Wednesday, those who follow the Lamb, um, we're, we're reading basically Revelation 12. And just obviously the whole running theme throughout this quarter is Revelation. But we're introduced within Revelation 12 and, and 13, this beast, mm-hmm. right? And, and we've obviously been talking about Mark of the Beast. But the Beast is basically Satan, mm-hmm. point blank. And Revelation 12, verse 3 onwards, um, it talks about the fact that there was a giant red dragon there. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, it waited to eat the woman's baby as soon as it was born. Now, Mish, for you, who was that baby? Jesus. Exactly. And... and if we actually read back in Matthew 2, this was what I found interesting. If you read back in Matthew 2, obviously we're told the story of when Jesus was born um, in the manger and he, mm-hmm. and he had those three kings come visit him. But at that time, in the background, obviously you had King Herod who was vexed and out to get Jesus. Mm. If you remember, he kind, of, he kind of said to the three kings, yo, holler me in it, find this boy for me. And, you know... It's a done deal, basically. The, mm. the three kings knew that the Her- that Herod had a kind of evil ultimatum, like an evil plan running in the background. Yeah. And um, so, so now remembering that that was the story and, and we're saying that the beast is, is Satan. Um, in that scenario, actually, if you think about it, Satan had worked through Herod and this imperial Rome, Roman Empire, to kill Jesus. Mm. And you talked about it last week where you, where you kind of research more um, Roman Empire leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you mentioned, who was his name? Nero? Yeah, there you go, one of them. 
And actually, if you Google persecution of Christians and maybe throw in their Roman Empire, just a few key words when you're doing a Google search, right? You'll actually see that Romans have been from the jump trying to persecute Christians and trying to come for Christians. This ain't nothing new, in it? It's been a constant theme within the Bible and even in this day and age, really. Um, it's still, I think it's still prevalent. And um, when I, I did my research, it indicated that Romans were originally polytheistic. So we can obviously look at it to say the red dragon in, in Revelation 12, 3, um, that this giant red dragon was Satan. But actually, when we're thinking about that particular story, you can even go as to say that actually maybe the Roman Empire is also symbolized there, right? Because as we know, they've been coming from us from the uh, they've been coming for Christians from the jump, and um, God will have, as we've been saying, a special set of people set aside as followers of the Lamb. Um, but also, there's there's people right now, there's enemies out to get those followers, and also still working in the midst to to convert other people to make people conform and force them to go yeah. against their faith mm. and so the big question here is really and truly will we be found on the right side i think that's been a that's been a common theme throughout this whole uh quarter actually in, in every lesson that we keep talking about is um what side you're going to be on and whether you're on the right side um and i hope i hope i'm not taking it lightly i hope you or whoever is listening is not taking it lightly but the enemy is working hard at the moment. Yeah. And if we're not working hard on our faith or our spiritual walk, we're already putting ourselves at a disadvantage. Um, and not because I think we said it's in the first ever um, episode we had that Jesus is going to win and Satan loses. So it's not, it's not because um, we think Jesus is going to lose the battle. He's not, but it's more for you yourself, whether you're found on, on that winning team or, or that losing team. So Thursday's lesson is Jesus, our only mediator. It starts off by um, quoting Revelations 13, 4 to 5. Uh, and I'll quickly read that. And it says, So they worshipped. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? Uh, and verse 5 says, And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Okay, I don't think we go into the 42 months here, but it definitely has a meaning to it. But the one that I, the, the one thing I want to kind of zone or zoom in on is that blasphemous um, that, that it, it talks about. Because from the beginning, or the whole reason why we're in, in this, in this, sin or in this state is because we know that the devil has always wanted to be god yeah he's yeah. always that that's the mm -hmm. whole reason why we're here the True. devil has always wanted to be to be like god and i think sometimes when we read about blasphemy it's like we if someone is not saying i am god then it's it's like it's kind of okay like not okay but we don't we don't realize that they're blaspheming and i think before a lot of people didn't 
they didn't really used to say things like that, like before. I don't think if I ask, I might need to ask him actually, but if I ask my dad, did people in back in the day used to say things like that? He more than likely say no. It was very like low key. Everything was um, subliminal. Sub subliminal. That's it. Everything was, you know, you had to kind of decode what people were saying. But now, I mean, we've seen a video of a couple of people saying I am God or I am a God. And I can name a few people who've already said that outright. Mm. And I feel like, as I said before, like everything that keeps happening is to just kind of desensitize us to it. Because I think like 50, 60, I don't know, even 100 years ago, someone said that. Like people would be like, "What? Like, how dare you? Like, are you okay in the are head? Are you okay in the head?" But now someone will will go on a song and be like, "Yes, I am a god," and everyone's just like, "Oh, like, the, I like the instrumental to this. I like the beat to this." Um, so that's one of the things that zoned out on that. But the other thing they spoke out on is the antichrist because when I used to think antichrist, and the quarterly actually kind of talks about that as well. I used to think Antichrist is kind of against God because that's what you think when you think anti, anti yeah. right? But what they've said actually in this is that like also try to think of it as instead of anti, it can also be like in like uh, in, in place, place of. of yeah, yeah. yeah. So something, someone is, is going to come and try to be in place of Christ. Wow. And I think that's yeah. why last week when we studied it, it said, you know, even the very elect could be deceived. Yeah. Because of just how... That how, blasphemous... How fugazi. That, that's the word. How fugazi that person is going to be. Yeah. Like, oh. how, do you know what fugazi means? No, I've never heard of that word. See, Ira doesn't know because Ira is a high fashion girl. She doesn't buy fugazi. Everything that she buys is real. So fugazi what? is basically like, almost like a replica, basically. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, like you might get like Nike Dunk replica. Re- right. Replica? Okay. Just Nike Dunk stuff, replicas. Yeah. yeah. And they, they it looks like it, but it's not the real oh. thing. So that's why I thought, like, when this Antichrist comes, it's going to look like the real thing, but it's not going to sound like it, but it's not going to be the real thing. Um, And I think what we need to be careful of is reading our words so that we're able to identify what's truth and what is not the real thing. So that was number one. It is scary. Yeah, like you said, sometimes you just think Antichrist is someone against it, but it's actually in the place of Mm. trying to replace Christ, this Mm. replication, this replica. And Michelle is absolutely right. And I just want to point out, actually, um, 1 Timothy 2 verse, where was it? 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 that basically says there is only one God and there is only one way that people can reach God. Mm. That way is through Christ Jesus, who as a man gave himself to pay for everyone to be free. Mm. This is the message that was given to us at just the right time. Mm. And I don't want to at people because I feel like sometimes we'd be acting a lot. But I just want you kind of, is it okay if I wrap up? But I just want you to kind of think of what we've just said. And have you had experiences of a replica of Christ or mm. someone who tells you that you can come to me and I can be that mediator for you um, and pray for you or forgive your sins? Because if you have, that's something that you need to be mindful of. Yeah. So those who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. If you haven't had that experience, we thank God. But if you have, 
these are things that we need to be uh, more wary of, like false mm. prophets, for example, a prophet telling you that come to me and I will forgive your sins. Yeah. Just remember, just as Ira has said in First Timothy 2 verse 5, there is only one God and there is only one mediator and that mediator is Jesus Christ. Definitely, definitely. There was just no denying that. And we talked about it last week. Fact check everything. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, you, it might look and feel, we're being warned here that there is going to be a replica. There is going to be someone who is trying to take the place of, right? It, it might look and feel. It might sound like it. It might smell like it. But fact check it against God's word sometimes we can really be deceived by our own selves by our own hearts right not Mm -hmm. just there there isn't just the enemy trying to deceive you but your heart is also very deceptive Mm. fact check that against what the word is saying and if you believe that you're in the right way um just make sure that God is actually leading you there and it's not yourself and it's not the enemy deceiving you Mm. you have to be very careful because like we just talked about earlier time the time is now okay there's no there's no dilly dallying there is no dilly dallying so just yeah no no trigger warning here we're not trying to at nobody but that is really the reality here yeah so we thanks everyone for this we thanks we thank everyone for listening before we wrap up actually um we've got a virtuous challenge for you actually before you say that you know what my friend said actually ah he was like you and i were like when you're finishing it's just very abrupt like you don't warn people that, oh, yeah, this is the last thing that we're going to talk about. Oh, sorry. And it, it literally just highlighted because I was it, when he said that to me, I was like, what are you talking about? But we've just did it now. <laughs> what? OK, next lesson, we promise when we're about to finish, we'll be like, OK, we're reaching towards the end now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we'll need close to, yeah. it off. OK. To be fair, I thought the virtuous challenge is an indication that we're wrapping up. But you're right. Maybe we're doing it too abruptly. Mm. We've got to get creative here and think about if anyone has any suggestions Please shout us, you know, how can we make it um, a smoother finish, you know, finish well. Um, But for this week's virtuous challenge, what we would like to challenge you, everyone to do here, even including myself and Michelle, because we obviously get involved in these challenges, Mm -hmm. is actually write a prayer list for this week between the first day to to the very last day of the week. And... And basically, that's just a nudge for each one of us to to pray something very intentional, very purposeful, and be purposeful this week, I pray. Amen. I like that. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us once again. We hope you not just enjoyed uh, the episode, but that you learned something or you were given that nudge to go and do more studying of the word for yourself. Join us again next week. But other than that, I hope you have a lovely weekend. And it's bye from us. Bye.